Okay, so the best way to explain this, aside from holographic universe theory, or I guess they've pretty much proven it at this point, but then the same people say that space still exists. I don't know, it's weird. But uh, let's just focus on the Earth. Okay, so the Earth is not round. It's never been round. It'll never be round. The Earth is a stationary, immovable plane. Now, if you take the word plane and look up the definition, it means a flat surface or a field. So like, uh, or, or metal, basically. So a plane refers to a flat space within uh, physical density. So if we take that and then we really, really look at the Earth and look at the way that the sun and moon and stars rotate around the Earth, we get a absolute confirmation that people like Copernicus, who were, you know, uh, outspoken Satanists, and Freemasons and Illuminati puppets and shit. Uh, same with Newton. Same with even Einstein. Um, the only one that wasn't one of their puppets was Tesla. And you saw what they did to Tesla. It's pretty fucked up. Basically, let me let me throw some facts at you real quick. Just to, to reconfirm. I'm not saying the Earth is flat. But I'm not saying it's not flat. It's really hard to explain in a in a fourth density kind of way. But we'll take the basics here. So... Water always finds its level. No matter what, no matter what you put it in, no matter what kind of stress you put it through, water will always find its perfect level. They'll always be flat. So, if you look at the horizon, okay, and here's a funny thing about the horizon, is the horizon always rises to eye level. No matter how high up you go, that horizon is always going to meet your eye level. And that would not happen on a spherical ball. That would only happen on either a flat or a concave, which concave is like bowl-shaped or like, you know, the idea of like an edge that slopes inward. Um, it would only happen on those two types of surfaces, never on a round ball. The further you get away, the further the horizon's going to drop below your eye level. Another thing, and this is this is a huge supporter, and I don't hear any like any flat earthers or anybody trying to prove this or debunk it, is if Earth were a spinning ball going around a gigantic spherical illuminated surface, the sun, then the Earth would experience exactly 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night, no matter where you are on the planet except for the North and the South Pole. Now, people are going to say, if you try to tell somebody that, they're going, oh, the tilt and the wobble. No. Tell me what kind of tilt and the wobble would take Arizona and throw it so far north and to the left that it would experience a nine-hour night. It's impossible. So we, we want to take the, the, the states and the, the surface of the earth that's on the equator and use that as our reference. So if you tilt and wobble that, no matter how you tilt and wobble it, 50% of the Earth is always covered in light. That is just physics, if it's if it's a, a, a spherical ball. So you can do the same thing with a tennis ball or a, a beach ball and a flashlight. To make it even better, you could use a really high lumen kind of flashlight, like, you know, a million lumens or whatever, so you get that nice bright light. And if you look at all sides of that thing, you're going to see exactly half the shadow and half his light. So if you start spinning that... And you start spinning it, say, uh, you, you get a friend to start spinning it and walking in a circle around that luminous object, you're going to see, just like clockwork, that there is no time 
where that thing slows down enough to create a, a 15 hour night cycle. So like right now in, in Eastern Ontario, um, we get, what is it? Sun comes up around six and it goes down around five. So we're getting, I guess maybe 13 hours of night. It's got to be less than that. I think it doesn't come up until like seven and then it starts going down to like four thirty or something. But anyways, then in the summertime, you know, the sun comes up at like, you know, four thirty, five o'clock in the morning and doesn't go down until almost 10 o'clock at night. So there's a big discrepancy there. So no matter what you do, 12 hours of day, 12 hours a night. I've referenced this in some of my music before. Uh, it was like 12 hours a day, 12 hours a night. I don't care if you're 12 hours away because I'll give you 12 hours to fight. But anyways, so that that's another very great supporting factor. And I don't hear anybody talking about it. And, you know, I, I just, I thought about it when I was like, 17 i'm like okay why is there not 12 12 it should be absolutely perfect there's no way the earth is speeding up and slowing down to create longer days and shorter nights or shorter days and longer nights another thing polaris the north star always stays in the exact same position in the sky no matter how the earth spins or rotates or wobbles um it is always smack dab in the same spot and this is the weird part no matter what part of the earth you are on that North Star is always in the same place. That's a little suspect. How can you be in Australia, which is on the underside of the Earth, apparently, and see the fucking North Star that is on our side? You can't. That's impossible. That is fucking impossible. The, 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 the Earthen plane itself is flat. The stars move around Polaris, so the Earth is locked to Polaris. So if you look at a time lapse of Polaris, say, from Alaska you will see everything spinning in a circle around it. Not the Earth spinning around it, everything else spinning around it, and the Earth being completely locked in sequence with it. Um, another supporting fact, um, you can stand on a beach and send a friend out in a boat. It could even be a huge boat if you want, just to make it that much easier. And let them go for about 10-15 minutes until you see them disappear over the curve, or I guess under the curve. And then you would think that, okay, if you could zoom in with a camera, you're not going to see them because they've gone over the curve. Wrong. You go to zoom in, you're going to see that thing perfectly eye level with you. Or not exactly eye level, but it's going to be level with the water. Let them go another 10 or 15 minutes. Zoom in even more. You're going to see them again as if they are, you know, right in front of you. Let them go for an hour and a half, three hours, four hours, ten hours. Pull out a telescope at night and have a light on the boat and tell you where their, their longitude and latitude is and use that telescope to look at them and you're going to see them perfectly level with the surface of the water because there is no curve. And lots of very intelligent scholars and teachers and mathematicians have done this before. If you look at surveyors, people that uh, build roads and railroad tracks, they never have to compensate for the curve of the earth. And if you think about the curve of the earth, it's supposed to drop uh, eight inches every square mile. So if you think somebody, and, and that's squared, so that increases, and you should be able to see that very easily. If you look at, uh, basically, if you look at one city, if you're in one city on the coast, and you look at a, a city that's 60 miles away, It'll look very ghostly. It'll look like it's down below the surface of the water. But as soon as you pull up a telescope or a, a camera with enough zoom, you're going to see that perfectly eye level with you. 
those are just some supporting facts. Now, I would encourage you to look up the the film 200 Proofs the Earth is Not a Spinning Ball by Eric Dubai. And he covers a lot more than this. 200 proofs versus like the, the 12 proofs that the, the debunkers can try to use and the proofs that they try to use physically and mathematically don't make any sense either. So definitely just take a look into it and, and see what you find. Also, you can look at lots of videos of the sun and the moon being fake. They are, they are literally just illusionary objects in the sky there there's something that if you were to touch them your hand would go right through them the reason that the sun puts off heat and that the moon puts off silver light which is cold so with the the moon putting out silver light is because it's reflecting back energy towards the earth which is the reason why people can't ascend past the earth when they die their spirits can't leave they are reincarnated through the earth because some being a long time ago decided to build it and then the reason that the sun puts out heat is because it's basically like a terrarium light bulb. And if you look at any video of the sun hitting the clouds from above, like an, uh, a video in an airplane or a picture from an airplane, or even from the so-called space station, which actually is not outside of the Earth's atmosphere at all, <laughs> you will see that there is sunspots on the clouds. Now, how is that possible? It's not. That would make more sense if the sun was 300 miles away. A very interesting topic. Now, I don't go around saying the Earth is flat, but I also don't go around saying the Earth is round. Um, and science sure is adamant that space doesn't exist, but then they turn around and say space does exist because they just want to confuse people. But if you look at um, Google search Yggdrasil from Norse mythology, and you'll see the Tree of Life. Take a really good look at the the dimensions at the bottom of the tree, like Alfheim, Nibelheim, and look how closely they look like the planets. It's very strange, as if the planets are just metaphysical representations of what other dimensions there are. It's a little weird.